Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Ron and Anian. There were 15-year-olds in Europe driving, and they learned to drive on stick, and that, that trend continues. Do you want to take a guess at what percentage of the cars are manual transmission? Probably less than 1%. No, it's actually a little more than that. It's about 3 The Car Doctor. I was wondering, does anyone have any thought about um, converting existing uh, internal combustion engines to use natural gas? No. Why haven't we conver- Why haven't we converted from gasoline? And that's a fair question. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, welcome aboard. Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor here at your service. We've got a busy hour. I've got a bunch of things I want to talk about. I'm seeing some of the comments up on the Facebook page from a previous hour, especially Helen Foley. God bless Helen Foley. She's there before me up on the Facebook page. I think she's ready to do the show before I am each and every week. Uh, we thank you for being such a loyal listener. And uh, she's made some comments about how the gas prices are affecting her driving habits. And I've got some other comments as well. And if you've got some comments about how are the gas prices affecting your driving habits or your choices or what you're doing or you've got some thoughts on it, we want to hear it. Where's your point of pain? On the price of gas, where is it going to be? Where you say, "Okay, enough is enough. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make some changes here." We just out of curiosity because we're just seeing it's now up uh, a buck and a quarter, almost a dollar fifty a gallon here in New Jersey since uh, the beginning of the year. So. Uh, we want to know what your thoughts are on that. If you've got any questions about automotive maintenance regarding, hey, how can I get better fuel economy? 
I'm here to answer those as well. But of course, we're here to answer all your car questions at 855-560-9900. And let's start right out of the gate with Jeff in New Jersey with a 2000 Chevy Malibu. Jeff, welcome aboard, sir. How can I help? Yes, Ron. Okay. Uh, first off, I am a proud owner and the original owner of a 2000 Chevy Malibu with the 3.1 uh, V6 automatic trans engine. Okay. Okay. And uh, I'm a little uh, bemused here, confused, because everything seems to be running okay. But anyway, the check engine light came on back in August. Okay. She came on for about three weeks went out for two weeks, all right? And uh, then she came back on September the 14th for about three weeks or up until I had body work done on the car where they have, you know, dis- disconnect the battery and all that. Right. And it was off for five days. Came back on again. So I said, gee, I'm going to have to take it to AutoZone to see what's going on. So I, I brought it there three times. The first time I had it done, the uh, you know you plug in the thing, and you have the uh, fix finder report. It said I had something related to the uh, power train. They said that it was um, the problem solution probably was related to the gas cap. Well, I had just bought a new gas cap a month prior, so I was a little skeptical. Then two weeks later, the you know the check engine light's still on, and so far she has up until today she hasn't done any flashing. She comes on steady, you know, but no flashing, thank God. Okay, the check engine light came on, and I checked it again the second time. Sure enough, I got the code P one eight eight seven, and two weeks later the same code. All right. So I, you know, I mentioned it to my mechanic. I said, I'd like to have it scanned. He was too busy, but he did recommend me to a, a transmission specialist who he claimed was very reliable. But my question is, um, he seemed to imply that it's related to my solenoid in the transmission, you know, because it says that, you know, it's the TCC release switch malfunction. Torque converter you know, clutch. For the code. Right. Yeah, P1887. Okay. Then it says repair faulty wiring at transmission. All right. But so far, the... Hang on, hang on a second here, uh, Jeff. So let's back up. Yeah. Um, first of all, AutoZone is not a diagnosis. AutoZone is just information. AutoZone, AutoZone right. all, the, all the auto parts stores, all of them, when they scan a vehicle and tell you what the code is, all right, all that is right. good. all that is good for, in my opinion, is... Can you continue to drive the car to get home, or is it a matter of life and death? You're going to hurt something if you continue to drive it. If you use mm-hmm. if you use an auto parts store scan as a diagnosis, yeah, you know, like mom said, you get what you pay for. All right, so yeah. free is free, yeah, free, free is it's worth free. free. So let's take it from yeah. there. How many miles are on this Malibu? Yeah. How many miles on this car? Uh, two. Two hundred twenty-five thousand. All right, so it's a higher mileage vehicle. It's just broken, and I, I like this generation Malibu. My wife had an 04, and she'd still have or 05, and she'd still have it. But it just got to the point where two hundred thousand miles or whatever it had on it. I decided it was time because I was starting to see parts availability issues on certain things that I didn't oh. like. Yeah, and that's a concern. You know, yeah. this, this vehicle is now your vehicle is now twenty-two years old, so you've always got to have yeah. that in the back of your mind. 
So let's talk about the two fault codes that AutoZone came up with. One talked about a gas cap. One's talking about a torque converter clutch issue inside the transmission. The gas cap fault probably, I'm going to guess, was, say, a P0456 small EVAP leak. That's generally the one that triggers the, hey, you need a gas cap. Yeah. Probably, you know, maybe it needs, it was a 456, right? You know, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, maybe it needs a vent solenoid. Maybe the purge is leaking, but that would have to be scanned again and some diagnosis, yeah. a smoke test. Looking for a small leak. We're looking for a, a pimple on a fly's behind when we're looking for an evap small leak. So, and that won't stop the vehicle in its tracks. And I won't say that that won't hurt anything. But the issue there yeah. is, if, if the check engine light came on for an evap fault. And that's all that was wrong with the car. You could drive it coast to coast without having an issue in most cases. Where the problem yeah. comes up, if the vehicle develops another problem, the light doesn't change yeah. color. It doesn't turn on and off unless it's a misfire. It doesn't increase in intensity in terms of brightness. You don't know you have the second problem, and you start to you know accumulate issues as the vehicle ages. And now, all of a sudden, a year and a half later, yes. hey, I got to go through inspection, and now you find two or three faults in there that you haven't taken care of. Yes. So, yes. so yes. it's to your advantage to deal with this now. Let's talk about the 1887. The 1887 yes. is an indicator. This vehicle has a torque converter clutch. What does that mean? You ever ride a mini bike as a kid? You ever have a mini bike? Yeah. All right. Yeah. C- centrifugal clutch, right? Right. Okay. A centrifugal clutch for those that maybe didn't have a mini bike back in the day is it's a metal drum with some sort of friction shoe. We'll, we'll say asbestos, even though the EPA will probably shut us down because we're talking about such a dangerous thing as asbestos, which it is. All right. That under specific speed, centrifugal force would push the shoes out into the drum, lock it, and drive the mini bike. It was a centrifugal clutch, all right, based on speed yeah. and load. A car yeah. a car uses that by taking the torque converter. The torque converter is think of two fans. If you took two floor fans and put them in front of each other, if you turned one yeah. fan on, it would eventually spin the other fan. All right? So okay. yeah. a, a torque converter and a transmission does that with fluid. One side is the drive fan side, and the other side is the driven fan side. So fluid drives between the blades, pushing the other side. That's what turns the input shaft of the transmission to propel the vehicle. Well, under certain conditions, they want to mechanically lock those two fans. All right? So oh, they they, they got to be in sync, right? Well, they're not that they got to be in sync, but they've got to be applied. So they they ground the torque converter clutch solenoid, which opens a passageway of fluid inside the valve body inside the transmission that applies fluid yeah, the valve body. and locks the converter. All right. Now the difference yeah. in RPM coming out the output shaft of the trans versus the input shaft of the trans with torque converter on and torque converter off is how they know the torque converter clutch solenoid released. All right? Make sense so far? Yeah, so far. The 1887 comes up because the computer said, turn off the torque converter clutch. It expects to see a change in RPM signal, and it doesn't. Oh, I see. All right? So you've either yeah. you've either got a torque converter clutch solenoid that's staying on, a problem in the valve body, or yeah. a bad torque converter. The torque converter's not yeah. releasing. Now, the yeah. easiest thing to change 
is the solenoid, which I believe is part of the valve body. I'd have to go back and look in 2000. All right? Yeah. You know, you're, you're at that funny stage. You're at that funny age with this vehicle. You're either going to try or, <laughs> you know, if, if you've got a simple repair, if the torque converter clutch repair is, I don't know, I'll put a number on it. In my mind, it's got to be seven, 800 bucks or less. Because the minute, yeah. the minute yeah. you break the $1,000 barrier at 225,000 yeah. miles, you might as well put a trans yeah. in it. You know, you're you're yeah. at you're at that point. A, a trans will be, and I'm North Jersey. I can tell you, three grand, thirty five hundred bucks. That seems to be what the trans shops are getting. But yeah, uh, yeah. You, you know, at least you know what you got because you've also yeah. you've also got to be concerned with quality of fluid, dirt and sediment that's built up in that vehicle over time. And yeah. if the solenoid is clogged or restricted with particulate from clutch material from yeah. the transmission. Eh, you know what? It'll work for a month, and then all of a sudden, it doesn't. So, oh, I, 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 I think the yeah. I think the bigger conversation with the trans guy, all right, is if yeah. it's if it's not the solenoid, could it be the trans? Something internal, and then what would that cost to repair? What's the price difference between the two? It's simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Because I yeah. can I can tell you this. Let's say he says it's three grand. Three grand still cheaper yeah. than three grand is still cheaper than thirty. And it, it it sounds like this yeah. it, it sounds like this car kind of fits you like a like a comfortable shoe. So it sounds like you're very comfortable with this vehicle. And you know, as long as the rest of it's in good shape, they are good solid engines. As long as there's no major rust on the chassis or the floor pan and the brake lines and everything else looks okay, three grand's not a lot of money. Even four grand, it's you know, it's cheaper than a new car right now, which you can't really buy that easily because of the shortage. So. I hope that cleared it up for you, Jeff. If you got any other questions, you know where to find me. And as always, I appreciate the call. I'm Ron Annie in the Car Doctor. We are back right after this. Don't go away. Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. For the best in car advice, give Ron a call, 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron. By the way, Tom, is um, that your Halloween costume? You're scaring me. Yes, it's the uh, Ronananian mask. <laughs> I picked it up at the, uh, at, the lady, at, the, you know, at the Halloween store. They said it was the scariest one out there. So somebody was telling me this week that um, their kid wants to go out. Now, I tell you what, see, I've inspired Halloween costumes. Um, uh, two of the women at the gym that I work out at, uh, they're, they're customers and they're telling me how their kids are going to go out as mechanics. One's going to go out in the traditional suit and the other one's going out. They got them a little doctor thing with the bag and the stethoscope and the silver thing that sits on his head. And the kid wrote, they wrote car doctor on the front of the, see that Halloween car doctors, um, trick or treat, smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. It's so, a car doctor corrupting yeah. kids everywhere. Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> it's just what a terrible thing. I'll tell you what I was at the real quick. I was at the bagel store this morning cause I was bad. I had a bagel today, but I did have it hollowed out. I got a hollowed out bagel, which I don't know if that really probably illegal in New Jersey. And, um, there was a little kid there dressed in a horse's costume without the hat on. And he's playing with cars all over the floor. He's, you know, zoom, zooming the cars over the, the floor and the counter and everything. And I started talking to the mom and dad, and they said, yeah, he loves cars. We, we take his cars away. They took the cars away. The kids started screaming and yelling. They gave him the cars back. The kids calm. Um, I said, he's going to be a mechanic in the future. And we started talking. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just nice to see. You got to nurture that, whatever that is about the kids that they like when they're young. And I think a lot of parents today, the father said to me, he goes, only if he could only grow up to be a mechanic, I could get a discount when I bring the car in because I can't seem to find anybody to fix it. Then my order came up and I left. I didn't want to tell him who, who was that masked man. I can't go there. So um, let's go over to Lenny. But you know what? He yeah. sounds a lot like you. You take your cars away, you start kicking the screen. Yeah, it's, it's right. You take my car away, you're in trouble. So let's get over to Lenny in Connecticut, O2 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Lenny, welcome to the car doctor, sir. At your service, how can I help? Hello, Ron. Uh, yeah, 2002 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Uh, problem initially started, uh, it was overheating. They ended up cooking the motor on it. Uh, I replaced the engine, and from what I've seen, was a common failure with these was the fan relay right. on the frame rail. So I put the engine in. I replaced the fan relay. I didn't do any diagnosis. It was cheap enough at the time. I just threw it in there. Got it going. Uh had it running every day fan came on when it was supposed to and uh yesterday i had it running i was cleaning the interior on it and uh shut it off and i heard the uh uh heard it boiling over so the fan so, stopped running fans fans stopped running okay so uh from what i found on the internet uh i got the one wire going to the fan relay which i have battery voltage to right there's a reference reference wire which is a uh, light green uh i think it's supposed to be coming from the pcm yep so the key, key off um here do, Tesla, do i have do, i have a snap-on test light well and it's, it's, yeah, test lights are good but let me let me ask you this how good are your eyes okay uh, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell the difference? Can your eyes tell the difference between 9 volts and 12 volts using a test light bulb? Not really. Right? Well, you have right. A, you, have, you have a voltmeter? Yes, I do. But right. the test light I have from Snap-on shows the voltage reading on it. Okay, good. Then we're okay. 
All right. Okay. I like that. All right. You should have you should have power on the gray wire at the fan relay. All right. And then, you know, you should see ground when the fan reaches the temperature on point. Ground control is on that light green. Okay. What are you at? 2002. So, yeah, you're a light green. Um, You should see that get grounded. So you should have power. All right. And then when the fan's being commanded on, you should see that signal go away. Right. Because the PCM is going to pull it to ground. All right, okay, and, and, and that's when the relay should close and the fan should turn on. Okay, so this is so I, I put the test light on the light green. I got four point five volts to it. Start it up, the voltage reading goes away. Turn the AC on. Still don't have any. So I'm not supposed to have a voltage reading. Here, do this. On. Do this. Do this. Okay, you got an? You, do you have a headlight? An old headlight laying around? Uh, yeah. Okay. What if you unplug the fan and mm-hmm. put that relay across the contacts for the for the fan connector? Okay. All right? So when the fan is supposed to turn on, and you can see this work, this is a good visual, all right? All right. You'll hook, you'll hook the headlight up to the fan connector, power and ground, and the headlight mm-hmm. won't be lit, okay? You can You can actually do this a different way. You can have your power come in on your gray, all right? And if you'd like, um, either, and be careful what I do, what I tell you to do here, cut that light green wire at a place where you can solder and repair it, or okay. dis- disconnect that green wire somewhere along the way in the circuit, so now you're going to provide the ground control. Okay. All right? You ground that light green wire, that should close the fan relay and turn the headlight on, right? Correct. Okay. Then you can watch, put your, put your light green wire back together. You don't have to do it this way, but just it's just a good visual. When you see that ground, that wire, when you see the PCM ground that wire, change of state. If you had 12 volts there until you turn on the AC or until it gets hot, right, you'll see a change of state. You'll go see high voltage go to low voltage. When that relay closes again, if the fan motor doesn't run, maybe you got a bad fan motor, right? Always possible. So do those tests. Call me back. Let me know what you find. I'll be curious. And uh, I think you're on the right track. I'm Ron and Andy in the Car Doctor. We are back right after this. up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Back. We're on Name the Car Doctor here at your service at 855-560-9900. By the way, let me point out, Tom Ray is looking for victims, I mean callers, to uh, call in and uh, we're going to get you guys on. We want to do a tape-to-air show coming up in two weeks for the big wedding show. And, uh, um, you know, I, I thought I'd let Tom run the show that day, but, you know, if I said, here's Tom Ray, the car doctor, and he'll tell you everything he knows about cars, it would be what? Two, three minutes, Tom? How much longer could it go on? That long? Yeah. i give you credit for that. You know, you know how to put gas in the car. Uh, I know how to put gas in the car. I you know, know how, how to scan the car. You know how to scan the car. I've taught you that. I, you, you know how to start I, I, I know it. how to change the oil. Right. You know how to change the oil. You've seen us do it enough times. Um, right. no. That would be the show. I, 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 I now know how to change the battery once you took half of my car apart to do so. <laughs> Wasn't that amazing? Uh, oh, when, my goodness. When you saw that, it's... It's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. I was watching a YouTube, before we go to the phones, um, I was watching a YouTube video this morning, and it was a Chrysler sales promo for the 1970 Chrysler Imperial, and they were marketing it against the 1970 Lincoln Continental, and just talking about the differences in the cars and the things we looked for and the high-tech, you know, high-tech in 1970 on a Chrysler Imperial. It had a warning light to tell you when you were running low on gas. Wow. Ooh. How cool is that? Right? <laughs> Back that, then, that was pretty cool. And that, and that was a selling point. And they're saying, the 1970 Lincoln doesn't have that. Hey, if you're so stupid, you're driving along, you can't watch your gas gauge, you should run out of gas. Come on. Oh, so. gosh. I had a teacher in school one day. He came by the house. He drove by the house. He's, hey, Tom. He's waving, waving, waving. And all of a sudden, his car ran out of gas. It was like, really, dude? Yeah. So right. me and a couple of the neighbor kids had to push him up to the corner gas station to get did you, did you Did you pass that year? Did he let you go? Uh, yeah, we told him we'd never tell if um, he kind of, you know, let us slide by. <laughs> Is that how you got to where you are? I knew there something had to happen. Uh, hey, I was thinking. Yeah. I'm going to stop tomorrow night. There's a first. You and I can go out and do the adult version of trick or drinking. Yeah. Tr- trick or treating. Trick or drinking? We'll get a couple of shot glasses and go trick or treating, yeah. drinking to all the neighbors' houses. Listen, if anybody wants to come to my house, because I got news for you. We bought this big, giant bowl of candy. Uh-huh. I'm going to get two kids. And then I'm going to yeah. get. Oh, some. yeah. That's the way it works every yeah. time. I keep saying we got to give out dollars. Each kid gets a dollar. I'd spend two bucks. The price of a bag of candy was $7. I'd save five bucks. You know, it's funny. When my daughter was in vet school, the street she lived on was right off of a town, you know, a town circle, a town center. And they used to close the street on Halloween. They would get over 
a thousand kids. Yeah, literally, it, it was all Halloween up and down the block. I mean, we bought her a we bought her a hundred dollar bag of candy one year. They went through literally everything in that bag. Oh, for the days. All right, let's get back to oh, the yeah. phones. Let's go to Steve in Maryland. Steve in Maryland, how are you, sir? Thanks for the patience. How can we help? I'm doing good, sir. And uh, here's my issue. I have a 2019 Toyota RAV4 hybrid. Right. I don't have any check engine lights. I never have. Uh, vehicle's running fine, but I have a question about the uh, battery charge system. Uh, we don't do a whole lot of... Uh, interstate driving it's usually around town but uh even so uh the charge indicator on the uh on the dash says uh at the most i'll have six out of eight green bars saying that indicating the state of charge so six out of eight, a total of eight mm-hmm. and i've never ever ever seen it go up to eight and uh, I'm just wondering what's going on there. Uh, I would think that if I was going down a long hill, eventually it would go up to uh, eight, but I've never seen that. Okay. And I wanted to ask you about that. So how many miles are on the car? Uh, less than 16, All right. 15 something. I think what you're seeing is one of two things. I think, A, it's a normal condition, or there's going to be a software update for that vehicle that will correct how it displays. And the reason I say that is based on this. Over the over the past 15, 18 years, what I've seen with the hybrids, particularly Toyota, Toyota engineers one of the better hybrids in the marketplace, I think. I think they make a really solid hybrid vehicle. And that their, their vehicle is it's almost over-engineered. Uh, you know, don't tell anybody this, but if I were to if I were to buy a hybrid, it would be a Toyota because I, I think they make a real quality product. That being said, they monitor that system by computer for more than a more than a few reasons of why and if and what if there's a fault type of an issue. And the fact that you don't have any dash lights on, any warnings, any check engine light, and so forth, tells me that provided there are no fault codes that it hasn't detected a fault. And the reason it may be displaying incorrectly is because it's possible that the software that runs the test needs to be updated. All right? So what I'm going to tell you to do is talk to your Toyota dealer and explain it to them just the way you explained it to me. And, you know, if you register it, if you walk in and say, hey, you know, charging or battery system does not show 100% under any condition... In my mind, that should be a warranty visit. Don't be afraid of going to the dealer and explaining these things to them. And be, simply because I want you to get it while it's under warranty, although you have a long way to go. You know, if there's a software update, great. If there isn't, I think the answer they're going to tell you is that it's operating as designed. And that's okay. Because as you say, the vehicle runs normal, correct? Yes, it does. You, you know, no issues, no problems. So I have not... No check engine light ever. Right. Now, and part of this is based on, uh, I think it was probably eight or nine years ago, there was a there was a version of Prius that had issues with how it displayed battery charge rate, whether it was fully charged or not, and a software update resolved it. So we, we look at software updates a lot in a situation like this. It's a great place to start because it may just be a normal condition that's not being displayed properly. Make sense? Sure. Okay. Uh, 
Yes, sir. Uh, well, you know, I, I've got a couple of uh, cordless lithium-ion uh, drills at home, and I keep those on charge all the time. As a matter of fact, when the green light comes on and stays on on the charger, I'll disconnect and plug it back in, and the, it'll start blinking again, showing that it's taken a charge. I'll do that over a period of several days until the light stays on and never goes out. And uh, I've heard people say that uh, you don't want to overcharge or uh, prolong the charge on a lithium-ion battery, but I'm not seeing that as as the uh, the real world. I've had these batteries for my uh, cordless drills. I've had them hell over probably close to eight years, anyways. Right. And uh, I still have the original batteries. Right. What 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 brand battery? What brand drill are you using? I'm using a uh, Craftsman. Okay. And they're uh, kind of an oddball voltage. I think it's 18.2, I think. Right. Yeah, something particular or just maybe it's 19.2. Okay. But, okay. Uh, yeah, they, they've always worked very well. Right. I wouldn't, and, and, and as much as, and I understand, I think I understand where your mind's going, Stephen, that you're comparing the one to the other, even though they're both a lithium-ion, um, and not every... Toyota's a lithium-ion. I, I think there's also some uh, metal nickel hydride batteries in some of these cars, too. I thought I read that somewhere as well. But my point becomes, don't compare the two completely because they are different technologies, different systems, obviously different applications. So, uh, okay. but, but I respect what you're, what you're thinking. I get, I get your line of thought. If this shows 100%, why doesn't that show 100%? And, you know, it's a brave new world. It's time to ask the question because, like I said, it may just be a software update that reflects and changes. You know, they when they design cars, and I'm amazed, if you think about it, how well engineers design cars. You ever think about the fact that they've got to design a car that works the way it does in Maryland, Florida, Southern California, Texas, Alaska, and, you know, in all points in between, the temperature variation, the climate, the environment, the, the operating characteristics, they actually do a pretty good job. And then they come across a guy like you who's put, you know, less than, what, 6,000 miles a year on a three-year-old car. And maybe it's not enough to charge the battery. Maybe it displays wrong. Maybe it doesn't. And they need to do a software update. Make sense? Right. You know, it just, it just, it's, it's, so it's just time to go back and ask some questions. All right, kiddo? All right, well, I'm definitely going to do that. So, and if you have any other issues, you give me a call. You be well. I will. Thank you, sir. You take good care. You're welcome. I'm Ron Anady and the Car Doctor. We are back right after this. Don't go away. Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ron Nane of the Car Doctor. Let's get down to Florida and talk to Stanley, 07 Mustang, and a blower motor problem. Stanley, you're on with the Car Doctor. What's going on? Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Um, I bought this car about a month ago. It's had a lot of work done to it. AC, I do mechanic work for a living. I hate to tell you this, but I do it. Okay. Um, but the AC, blower motor, there's no shoes or electric going to the switch. I checked the fuses. I've checked the relays. And that whole system now is nothing's working on the heater. Or the fans, nothing. That whole system is no longer working. Okay, but but the AC, the compressor comes on, and and so it goes nothing. through the motions. Okay, so nothing. you can you can get to the blower motor. Yes, sir. All right, you got two wires at the blower motor. Yes. All right, you got a pink you got a pink white and an orange black, right? I take your word for it. I'm in the house right okay. now. This is house home. So so write this down. The pink white's going to be hot. Key on engine it's hot. Not. They, it's not. So then you got you got to go back and trace that. That's power. That's okay. that's back to the fuse. You got to go find the fuse for the blower, which should be in the. I believe it's in the uh, under instrument panel fuse block. I don't know the fuse off the top of my head, but why is that fuse blown? All right. I'll check into. I've checked the fuses under the hood. I'll also checked them on the two thousand on seven. It's on the passenger side, the kick panel. Okay. Underneath the glove compartment box. Well, I've pink, checked all those fuses. Well, pink white actually goes back. Wait a minute now. Pink white, if I recall correctly, thinking about it, goes back to. There's actually a blower motor relay in the electrical center in the battery electrical center under the hood. Okay. All right. So you've got a relay which is a standard 87, 86, and a 30 relay. You know with the pins. Pink white is controlled, and that request comes from the blower motor request control out of the climate control assembly. So we've got to find out, A, if that relay is working, and B, if the 30-amp fuse that powers the relay is working. All the fuses under the hood are, I mean, the box are fine. I checked them with a test light. Okay. And the fuse, what you're talking about, that relay, they said the one in front of it hits the high beams, if your high beam works, swap them. I swapped them, and that thing's, nothing's working. Okay, so then we've got to find out, is that relay getting a ground request? Well, there's only one other possibility. That relay, that blower motor relay, is, is uh, off the smart junction box, all right, is powered through the 10-amp fuse, fuse 3, all right? Do you have, if you went to that electrical relay for the blower motor, you should have a hot, 
You should have the pink-white. You can tell where that is. You should have a hot coming in. You should actually have a hot coming in on two. You should have a hot coming in on two legs. 87 should be hot, which is the main 30-amp fuse. And 86 should be hot because that's coming off a of fuse three. So you should, okay. have, you should have two hots. You should have the pink-white coming up. And you should have a ground signal, which is the blower request, coming out of the switch under the dash. Well, the switch underneath the dash around where the... Your radio goes in that area. That's whole everything on it. Like you know, you're not being re- repeating, but it's just nothing's coming up. No voltage. Nothing. So the climate control assembly doesn't even light up. Nothing. Okay. Now you got a separate problem. Now you got to go and find out why that's not lit up. Your pro- your problem isn't in the blower motor. Your problem is why isn't the climate control? And that's going to be a matter of do you have power and ground? If you've got power and ground inputs to that climate control assembly, then you've got to have a bad climate control assembly. There's nothing left. So the climate control assembly you're talking about for the three gauges are your temperature, fan, heat, and all that your AC and all that little box right there below the radio. That's what you're talking about. Well, control. I'm I'm talking about the climate control assembly is the assembly that has the fan switch in it? Right. I know where you're talking about. Yes, that whole system's dead. Okay. I mean, it's not, no power. Focus, focus on that. That's why That's why the blower's not working. Okay. All right. And that's going to be a matter of, do you have power going into that assembly? And you Nothing. have ground. You should have ground at G201, if I remember right. And that's a, sim- well, that's a simple ground location. If you've, got, if you've got power and ground and it doesn't light up, you've got a bad assembly. Well, there's, like I said, the, the one that controls the fan speed for the fan, that switch. I've got that unplugged. That's where I was outside checking it right then again. All four of those connectors are no shoes going to them. We don't care. We don't. Yeah, but we don't. We don't care about those, Stanley. Okay. Those don't. Those have nothing to. You know, if 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 the if the climate control assembly doesn't light up, all right, it has no power to it then it has no control. It has to provide, that climate control assembly has to apply ground to the relay to energize the blower. If that climate control assembly is not working, the blower is never going to work. Focus on the climate control assembly, power and ground in, and start from there. Call me back with more. I'm Ron Anning, the car doctor. We'll be back right after this. Rev up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Welcome back. Ron and the car doctor. Helen Foley writes in on the Facebook page. Hey, Ron, just curious. Were you saying, this is a response to a recent comment I made this show, this hour, were you just curious, were you saying that if there's a warning light appearing, it prevents other warning lights from appearing, like the vehicle is capable of showing only one warning advisory light at one time? I'm just curious about this. You know what, Helen? Great question. You're paying attention, and I really I really admire that. Um, what I'm saying is that if a check engine light is set for one particular fault, depending on the fault... Other tests that the computer normally runs to test all of its systems may not run. It may prevent it because it can't get an accurate reading. For example, if a vehicle sets an oxygen sensor fault code, the car may not run its catalytic converter self-test because it uses the oxygen sensor to evaluate the cat. So if you let the O2 sensor fault go and then finally fix it, you may find out six, eight months after you hadn't fixed it and ran the vehicle ragged that you've created and done damage to the catalytic converter. Other warning lights for other systems are likely to work. It doesn't interfere with that. I hope that cleared it up, Helen. You keep them coming. I'll keep answering them. Till the next time, I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor. Thanks for being here. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. up your automotive care with Amazon. For DIY projects and regular vehicle maintenance, Amazon Automotive makes finding the right parts for your car easy. You can use your garage to easily view, manage, and use the automotive parts finder to find parts for your saved vehicles. Just add your vehicle's details to your Amazon garage. Then, shop with confidence using Amazon's part finder to explore compatible parts and accessories and receive customized recommendations. Get started today at Amazon.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.